I'm author and athlete Brad Kearns. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life. Visit bradkearns.com for great resources on healthy eating, exercise, and lifestyle. And here we go with the show. Those of you playing with your continuous glucose monitors, that wonderful tool for instant behavior modification, you can see that if you get up from the dinner table and take a stroll around the block, you're going to process the uh, calories much more efficiently if you're concerned with glucose spikes and uh, regulating healthy blood sugar. I think these micro workouts represent one of the greatest breakthroughs in the fitness industry in decades because it's demystifying and reducing the complexity of what it means to lead a fit lifestyle. The best guideline there is to honor that aerobic maximum heart rate cutoff of 180 minus your age in beats per minute. So if I'm 57, 180 minus 57 is 123. That's going to be my magic number. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period. 
and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlite, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to part three of the series on five tips to age gracefully and optimize energy and body composition along the way. And we covered diet big time in the first two tips, with number one being clean up your act, ditch the processed foods. Number two, emphasize nutrient-dense, easy-to-digest foods. And now we shift gears and come over to the critical objective to move more frequently in all ways in general everyday life. So we're going to talk about some strategies to increase all forms of general everyday movement. Many experts contend now that this is a more important health and longevity objective, more important than adhering to a devoted exercise regimen. And that is because we have these compensation theory or the active couch potato syndrome. And these are ideas suggesting that even if you adhere to a devoted exercise regimen, but have a lot of sedentary influences overall in other areas of life, it can somewhat negate the benefits of going out there and exercising for an hour a day. We have to consider that there's 168 hours total in a week. So if you are slogging around and not moving much for hours and hours on end, day after day, uh, you will not be saved by slamming in the gym for an hour or getting out there on the roads and running your 25 miles a week or whatever. And it sounds obvious and kind of silly to, uh, to make this assertion, but unfortunately, there seems to be a prominence of what Katie Bowman calls the lazy athlete mentality, where you are walking around carrying a hall pass to find ways to become lazier in general everyday life as opposed to more active and looking for ways to be energetic and peppy and moving more. And I can certainly relate to this concept because when I was a professional triathlete and training for hours and hours every day, I was incredibly lazy if I was not swimming, biking, or running. And my favorite anecdote to describe this was how every day I would get in my car and drive six-tenths of a mile to the mailbox to get the mail rather than, for example, take a nice evening stroll or ride my bike. There was a big hill in between my house and the mailbox, but it's kind of silly to think of someone who, um, you know, had had ridden 50 miles that day or 85 miles that day or run 12 miles. You know, I couldn't couldn't, uh, put one foot in front of the other to go get the mail. Uh, But it was really the excess energy expenditure in the formal workouts that left me pretty exhausted for the other uh, aspects of daily life. And that's where this compensation theory kicks in, is if you over-exercise, if you embark on a training regimen that's too strenuous, you are definitely going to find ways to economize and feel lazy over the course of the day. And in concert with that, uh, in many cases, you have a tendency to overeat because the body does not like to become exhausted and depleted by excess energy expenditure in the form of an overly stressful exercise regimen. So you turn into a lazy, overeating, quote-unquote, athlete who's putting in the good workouts, but overall does not contribute to 
uh, health and longevity outcomes, as well as just moving more and doing a lot of it at a comfortable pace so it's not too strenuous. And that's pretty much back to what the primal blueprint fitness laws are trying to convey, where we talk about move frequently at a slow pace, lift heavy things, and sprint once in a while to honor our genetics more so than a lot of the modern exercise patterns, which often feature a succession of overly stressful workouts. And so you get this chronic exercise pattern that leads to the compensations in general everyday life. So before we even talk about the high intensity training, which is tip number four, we're going to talk about finding ways to move more. And the centerpiece objective in this category would be walking, the quintessential form of human locomotion. So many fantastic health benefits, uh, no health or uh, burnout risks because walking by definition is not that strenuous. Of course, a brisk walk, especially if you're unfit, you can get your heart rate up there, possibly even above the aerobic cutoff. So we don't want to go crazy with brisk walking if you're out of shape. But what we're talking about here is just uh, locomotion as opposed to getting behind the wheel of a vehicle. So it's because we have so many comforts, conveniences, and built-in optimizations these days, we have to manufacture opportunities to walk more. And sometimes this requires getting cute. Dr. Kelly Starrett in my podcast uh, many years ago was talking about how they park their car a mile away from the elementary school and hoof it in with their kids to get that daily walking objective. And boy, if you're an elementary school parent, maybe this will hit home. Uh, I remember seeing the conga line of cars, you know, getting into a traffic jam just before the bell rings at 8 a.m., you know, inching forward to get to the drop-off zone where you could dump your kid on the curb and they could walk their 50 meters to class. And it's like, why don't you just park your car a quarter mile away? Even if you have a kindergartner that's, you know, taking short steps, um, it was so ridiculous to see traffic jams at pickup and uh, and drop off at the school. Um, luckily, we lived really close to the school, so we did walk the half a mile or a third of a mile that it took every day. And when I formed my uh, kids' fitness charity called Running School, get it? Running's cool. Running School. Uh, I organized this morning mile event at my kids' school and at other schools that we served, where before school started the kids would drop their backpacks and run a circle around the school and get a little bit of exercise in to kind of counterbalance the sedentary patterns that they were already getting thrown in in elementary school where they would sit in class for hours and hours. And tragically, sadly, um, the momentum kind of died, especially after my kids left the school. And it turned out certain members of the faculty contended that they didn't really have time that they fell behind with this five-minute allotment first thing in the morning uh, of the kids running around. And then there was also complaints that they would trudge in with their sneakers a little bit wet, carrying grass and, and dirtying up the room. And then finally, um, there was a couple occasions where you know kids would wipe out and skin the knee. So they're off to the principal's office. And the momentum uh, kind of built where uh, they, they did away with the wonderful Brad Kern's morning mile. and not to, um, you know, uh, criticize too much. It was just amusing to see some of the factors at play, such as the 
deep concern for kids falling and skinning their knees, so we better cancel the morning exercise event. And then the idea of falling behind on academics due to a small、uh, sliver of time devoted to、uh, the running, because the principal、uh, set the bells back five minutes in order to have everyone on board to、um, first thing in the morning to run around the school.、Um, but the the data is so strong. The Kaiser Family Foundation did a comprehensive study of you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of school kids in California. And showed this strong correlation between fitness levels, as measured by the statewide fitnessgram testing that they do every year. Maybe you're familiar with the、uh, the old presidential fitness testing that、uh, American kids had went through for decades and decades. And so, a kid's fitness score on the fitnessgram testing and a kid's academic performance was strongly correlated. And if that's not enough argument. In favor of emphasizing fitness and activity during a child's school day and in a child's life, I don't know what else could be. But boy,、um, it was、uh, interesting experience to see, and we're still fighting this tremendous battle as we set the young people on a path to more and more sedentary living, more and more convenient. So, whatever age you are listening to the show, you have to find ways to. Integrate more walking into daily life. I mention the example of a dog so often because I feel like、um, if you can transcend your own flimsy motivation, willpower,、uh, sense of busyness that you can't squeeze in these walking opportunities, the least you can do is look bigger than yourself and honor your commitment to owning an animal and get that dog out of the house twice a day for a nature experience and for a physical activity experience. So if nothing else. That is your、uh, obligation. That's your commitment to the animal, whether or not you feel like it. And I'm always amused when、um, I see my dog、uh, looking out the window in inclement weather, going, "When are we going to start、uh, our our expected walk? Even if it's snowing, raining, windy, whatever it is,、um, not hot, because you don't want to get your dog out there、uh, when the when the weather's too hot, especially when the pavement's too hot."、Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Like they don't they don't complain. They're not making excuses. They always have time in their day. So please make time in your day. There's also great research that a leisurely walk at a slow pace after a meal can mute the insulin response by a significant amount. So those of you playing with your continuous glucose monitors, that wonderful tool for instant behavior modification, you can see that if you get up from the dinner table and take a stroll around the block, you're going to process the、uh, calories. Much more efficiently if you're concerned with glucose spikes and、uh, regulating healthy blood sugar.、Uh, now, as we go down the list of other ways to increase all forms of general everyday movement, remember walking is just one. I'm going to highlight my morning exercise routine, which has just become the most wonderful、uh, centerpiece to my overall living experience. It's truly been life changing.、Uh, as I've told you many times, I'm now on a streak. That has lasted close to six years, where I have not missed a single day of my template morning exercise routine. So you could call that a habit. Not every day do I feel like doing it.、Uh, sometimes I feel a little bit oppressed for time, but I prioritize this to the extent that it's transcended the uh, flimsy uh, attributes of motivation and willpower. So I don't think about whether I'm motivated or not. Because it's not something that's in the、uh, decision-making category. I just hit the deck and I commence, and I always feel better after than before when I started. 
And that even includes days when I'm really beat up and recovering from strenuous exercise prior or jet lagged or whatever it is. So you want to devise a routine that's not overly strenuous or overly daunting, that's doable and uh, something that seems sustainable. So if you only have five minutes right now to commit to a morning exercise routine, that is a fantastic way to start. Number one best-selling book in the world right now, Atomic Habits by James Clear, contends that when you're setting goals and trying to uh, engage in habit modification, you put the bar really, really low so that you can totally achieve the uh, desired life-changing habit and then celebrate these small successes. And then, of course, you can naturally and gracefully build upon them. And that's exactly what I did with my morning exercise routine. It started out very modest. It was a 12-minute session with my legs swinging around in the air and doing a little bit of back and forth of this and that. Um, It wasn't very strenuous. And over time, I auditioned and added new exercises very carefully because you see, I do the exact same template of exercises every morning. So I start with 40 hamstring kickouts to the right, 40 to the left, 20 frog legs forward, 20 frog legs backward, uh, 20 scissors. You get the point where I'm going through the sequence every day with the same thing. That means I don't have to use any creative energy to decide what exercise am I going to do this morning. I might do just that with my actual workouts where I'm strategizing, I'm changing, I'm going, you know, through the, uh, the, the ups and downs of stress and rest. And some days I take it easy and some days I do uh, a, a proper session at the running track or whatever it might be. Uh, but the morning exercise routine is a template, the same thing every single day. Then if I change the template once in a while, like add a new exercise, that becomes the new template. And then I carry that forward. And I do tweak and modify over time. And over time in uh, the last six years, the routine has now grown to be a quite ambitious uh, minimum 40 minutes. Usually I add on something to the end where I'm just dedicating the first hour of my day every single day to exercise. And that works really well for me. Um, there's a lot of research supporting the idea that something that you do first thing in the morning has the most powerful effects for habit modification and for improving focus, discipline, and those other peak performance attributes carrying forward into the rest of your day. So here's a huge vote for doing something first thing in the morning. And of course, it can be many uh, life-benefiting things. It could be a meditation session. It could be uh, getting out your gratitude journal and making a few notes there. Uh, But I'm strongly in favor of doing something physical because I believe it also helps you energize naturally in the morning when a lot of us could definitely use that. Um, And this includes the component of getting outdoors and exposing yourself to direct light. Not has to be sunny outside, but it's direct sunlight. It could be through the clouds. It could be a cloudy, rainy day even, but still that will have a profound effect on Uh, setting your circadian rhythm optimally. So what I do is I get up, I go outdoors, whatever the weather is. If it's snowing and freezing cold, I'll be doing my exercise through an open sliding door in the kitchen so I can still get direct light exposure. Uh, Do the best you can. Of course, if it's super, super cold, uh, you're not going to be doing it outside, but you can take a minute or two to uh, expose yourself to sunlight and then uh, do your workout routine in an appropriate venue. And boy, and there's nothing that sets the tone for an active day like starting your day with activity and kind of programming your brain 
to say, I'm going to be alert, I'm going to be energized, I'm going to be on the move. So that's the morning exercise routine, uh, pairing with uh, finding ways to walk more anytime, any place, and especially when it comes to uh, breaking up prolonged periods of stillness and cognitive function in front of the screen. Uh, the brain research suggests that we can only truly concentrate on a peak cognitive task for around 20 minutes at a time before we zone out a little bit and require a little bit of cognitive refreshment, turning away from the intense task and refreshing those brain neurons, refreshing the sodium potassium pumps in the brain by just cooling out a little bit rather than grinding away for two and a half hours straight on some important project. You're just not going to perform as well as if you were to take a minute here, a minute there, maybe five minutes at the top of the hour, every hour throughout the day to get away from your desk and move your body physically through space. Ideally, again, getting outdoors, exposing yourself to fresh air and direct sunlight. But we absolutely desperately need these breaks from uh, stillness and from cognitive focus. And the best way to do that would be to get up and walk, but you can also throw in some brief, explosive, uh, difficult, challenging uh, efforts in the form of micro workouts. Hey ladies, you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function. And maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for her. As with the male Gaines Wave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gaines Wave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhanced pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Uh, the best example, if you're right there in your cubicle, you don't have time, you don't have a lot of um, logistics around, but you can certainly drop for a set of 20 deep squats right there in your workspace as a break from peak cognitive task and stillness. And even if you're in good shape, uh, doing 20 squats starts to get pretty strenuous when you get to 17, 18, 19. You're burning a little bit, you're feeling it. So that is a great way to not only boost your fitness level, especially the cumulative effects over time, uh, but you know, get the blood flowing, uh, get the brain refreshed, and keep your energy and your motivation and your focus high uh, throughout a you know prolonged stint at the workplace. 
So I think these micro workouts represent one of the greatest breakthroughs in the fitness industry in decades because it's demystifying and reducing the complexity of what it means to lead a fit lifestyle. And so many of us, you heard this a lot during quarantine where people said, yeah, I, I, I got out of shape and I, I gained weight because uh, my gym closed. And I'm like, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, you, you don't need a gym to stay in shape. And uh, fortunately, a lot of people embrace the idea of uh, home fitness experience. Uh, the sales of the, uh, the home-based fitness products skyrocketed during quarantine. And people realize that anything can represent a fitness venue. And so for a very minimal investment, like uh, I think I even wrote a blog post about this where um, you have your uh, $27 for a pull-up bar. Uh, I like the stretch tubing that you hang off the pull-up bar, stretch cords, they're called. They're like 50 bucks. Um, you can start to accumulate the mini bands or, you know, 12 bucks. You can start to accumulate some contraptions that can be right there in your airspace and in your visual field, also important every day, that you can grab and perform a very significant and impressive micro workout. So I can pull the stretch cords doing a variety of upper body sequences and make it a very strenuous experience that lasts for five minutes and basically gives me a total upper body workout. Same with the mini bands, a few trips up and down the hall doing the monster walks or doing the, uh, the, the ballet dancer or, or the shuffle, the different moves that you can do. And I demonstrate a lot of these in my uh, morning routine online course. Boy, that'll light you up and get those quads, uh, get those glutes firing like nothing else. And so again, these are the devotion of like a minute or two of your precious time throughout the day to sprinkle in micro workouts. And over time, they have a fantastic cumulative effect on your fitness level. They will elevate the fitness level from which you launch all of your formal workouts and also have those immediate benefits to getting the blood flowing, keeping your energy high, keeping your glucose tolerance good so you're not kind of zoning out and going and craving a snack. That's a sign that you've been sitting too long and that your metabolism is even being compromised because you've been sitting there for an hour or two hours straight without moving. So we have the uh, finding ways to walk. We have the morning exercise routine, a devoted template exercise routine that you commit to every single day. We have the micro workouts. And then, of course, we have the formal exercise sessions that will fall into this category of general everyday movement. And that is the comfortably paced cardiovascular. So if you love doing the exercise bike and watching TV at the gym or climbing on the stairs or actual jogging on the trails or in the parks, on the roads, um, this can contribute to your uh, daily movement objective wonderfully, of course. But if you are devoted to regular pedaling through the neighborhood or jogging, uh, just be careful not to overdo it. And the best guideline there is to honor that aerobic maximum heart rate cutoff of 180 minus your age in beats per minute. So if I'm 57, 180 minus 57 is 123, that's going to be my magic number where I don't want to exceed that in order to execute a properly paced aerobic workout, a non-strenuous, predominantly fat burning exercise session. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of devoted exercisers are huffing and puffing on the treadmills of the world and the roads and trails. 
and they are slightly to significantly exceeding that aerobic maximum heart rate. So it's no longer a predominantly fat-burning, comfortably paced exercise session. It's starting to get into that medium to difficult category that can easily lead to burnout if that is your template routine. Same thing for the group exercise class. So everyone goes into the room, they get on the stationary bike, the music cranks up, the instructor's excited, getting you going. Maybe it's one of those home-based units where you're watching the instructor on video monitor and you're pushing yourself a little bit too hard in order for it to be comfortable, sustainable, and emphasizing fat burning. So that's the the warning if you are out there cranking away, uh, doing some good cardiovascular exercise sessions, is in many cases, uh, you can benefit and feel better from slowing down a bit. Uh, Guess what? Um, The the foam rolling and self-myofascial release also counts toward your movement objectives because you are moving your muscles and tissues through range of motion. Um, you're probably uh, elevating your, your breathing and you're exerting yourself a little bit if you're doing a proper foam rolling session. So even if you're uh, sitting around relaxing, uh, watching streaming entertainment, you can get down on the ground and go through some uh, nice, enjoyable uh, foam rolling, get those muscles going. And that counts too. And speaking of sitting on the ground, um, we have this whole concept of ancestral resting positions or archetypal resting positions. Um, Talked about it a lot on Mark's Daily Apple. It's a fundamental component of the Primal Fitness Coach certification. Uh, But there's great research showing that interacting with the ground with your skeleton and supporting your weight uh, on something other than a chair or a sofa has some nice benefits for your musculoskeletal system. It's called ground reaction force. And so you are engaging the lymphatic system, you're building your musculature because uh, sitting down on your butt and typing on your laptop is significantly more uh, difficult than deloading your skeleton into a chair. So it takes a little bit of uh, acclimatization to get used to it, uh, but I have now uh, transitioned my workday into more of a three-tiered uh, s- situation here where I put a lot of time in at the stand-up environment. Then I have a proper chair where I can uh, sit and relax. And then finally, I have the, uh, the low workspace where I'm sitting on the ground or on a soft pad and a little stool uh, supports my laptop. So I have a low position. I have a traditional sitting position and I have a high position, and I cycle through those throughout the day. And I'm spending more, I find myself spending more and more time on the ground with one leg stretched out, one knee bent, uh, switching the other way, uh, kind of turning my, my legs and my butt sideways so I'm a little bit onto the right side, a little bit onto the left side. And all these things have a wonderful um, adaptive effect for your musculoskeletal system, unlike sitting in a chair which you've probably read the distinction where um, you are compressing your hip flexors and your hamstrings. You're putting your glutes into a prolonged stretch that causes them to weaken. And so you develop all these types of imbalances from compressing into a chair in contrast to, of course, standing up, you're, you're supporting your uh, body weight. And so you're getting a lot of fitness and health effects there as well as sitting down on the ground. And of course, I find it much easier and it makes sense that uh, it's easier to rotate through numerous positions 
rather than try to be a stand-up desk superstar and put in hours and hours standing in the same position. Um, Katie Bowman says in her great work over at Nutritious Movement is the name of her website and her programming. Um, she says you're just um, similar to uh, sitting all day, except you're going to be more sore if you're at your stand-up desk all day. So really the key is workplace variation. And if you look under the online courses I offer at bradkearns.com, one of them is called Don't Just Sit There. And it's a compilation of great uh, education from Katie Bowman. We have videos, we have audio, we have printed material, and it'll help you create this dynamic workplace experience where you're moving around and changing positions. So there, I think we have everything we need to start moving more throughout our everyday life, starting with manufacturing opportunities to walk. Next, we have the wonderful start to the day of a morning exercise routine. And again, you don't have to go crazy out of the gate, but if you can do your first act upon awakening to move in some way, it might be a simple sequence of yoga sun salute stretches. It might be shuffling over to put on your slippers, leash up the dog and walk around the block. Or it might become something more devoted and life-changing, such as my morning exercise routine. But start your day with exercise, get you off on a great foot and great momentum to move more throughout the day. We talked about the wonderful benefits of micro-workouts where you accumulate fitness benefits without the risks and the downside of the overtraining patterns that are so common among devoted fitness enthusiasts out on the road and in the gym. So just busting out a set of squats here and there, and especially, as I mentioned briefly, um, putting opportunities right in your visual field so that kettlebell becomes a doorstop and the mini bands are hanging around the doorknob and you can put up uh, rules, guidelines, sticky note reminders, um, commitments such as, hey, you're going to do 40 squats before you leave the office every single day, or you're going to walk up three flights of stairs to the 10th floor and walk back down every single day things like that that have some uh, significance and uh, accountability for you so that they just become part of habit. And if they're easy and doable, not too strenuous, not too time-consuming, that's when they can get integrated into a true habit. So we talked about the micro-workouts. Um, of course, the uh, formal cardiovascular exercise sessions conducted at the appropriate heart rate uh, in the aerobic zone of 180 minus your age and in beats per minute we don't want to exceed that it's a very very comfortable pace by the way so it might be a little frustrating if you're used to uh, jumping on your exercise bike and getting that heart rate up and listening to the music and getting a nice sweat going so that's sort of a different category of workout than this objective to move at a comfortable pace and build that aerobic system without that uh, higher uh, intensity and the other fitness stimulations that occur when you're when you're pushing yourself a little bit. So we have the formal workouts, and then finally um, some complementary movements such as uh, foam rolling. And I also should mention uh, formal practices such as going and taking a yoga class or Pilates class or uh, watching a video. And again, if it's seeming to be difficult for you to um, adhere to a routine that you dream of. Uh, tone things down a little bit. You're allowed to take a five-minute yoga class on the days that you don't drive across town and get into the wonderful one-hour session with the great instructor. 
uh, but just sprinkle in more opportunities to move more throughout life. And then you are dialed in with tip number three of the five tips to age gracefully and optimize energy and body composition. Thanks for listening. Coming up is the section about high intensity training. And finally, the section about stress management. And that will cover a bunch of different topics, starting with sleep. And all in all, we're going to have five wonderful shows that you can refer to for years to come to age gracefully. Thank you for listening. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, There's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. (laughs) Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a -a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support, please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free eBooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.